Welcome to the Step In, Step Up podcast. This is a conversation designed to help you get the most out of your Step In, Step Up journey. Today, we have a great episode, so get ready. Set, go! Okay, welcome back, everybody, to the Step In, Step Up podcast, where business is booming. Uh, We have doubled our listenership uh, since last week, and I am excited to announce the winner of the first ever Step In, Step Up contest uh one william sevidal from atlanta georgia uh was one of our listeners who is winning lunch with his two favorite pastors so uh will we appreciate you as a listener and cannot wait to have lunch with you also do not forget that it is not too late to sign up for Walking with the Holy Spirit. We're celebrating the fact that we had a goal of 50 people signing up to learn how to walk with the Holy Spirit in day-to-day life. Jeremy, how many do we have right now? 62. 62. Correction, 72. 72, baby. So so here's the deal. We upped the goal to 75. That means there's three people out there who could sign up for walking with the Holy Spirit and make it so we have 75 people uh, attending. That would be incredible. What's this podcast about? Uh, it's functional stuff uh, where we want to give you a little extra. Our goal this, this month isn't just to get people into classes. It's for us to grow more spiritually mature. And so um, one of the bedrocks of spiritual maturity is something very, very simple, but also very, very intimidating to a lot of people. We're going to talk about prayer on the podcast. Um, I'm going to ask Jeremy some questions about prayer, and and, and I'll start here. So, so there's this old preacher's joke where they say if you wanna you wanna make people feel guilty, you talk about giving and you talk about prayer, uh, <laughs> because because uh, similar to giving, prayer is that thing you know you should do, but sometimes it's hard to do for a lot of reasons. So right out of the gates, um, why the heck is something that could be so powerful and so normal in Scripture seem so hard for us today? The reason prayer seems so hard is that it is hard. Like, it seems hard because it is hard. Um, There's nothing about prayer that's normal or natural in our everyday life. Like, think about it. Prayer, you're supposed to kind of be focused. Our whole life is about paying attention to a million different things. Prayer is often about being quiet. Uh, We've got distractions all around us. They're always like, we've always got something beeping, something going off, something like drawing our attention away. And you're speaking to someone you can't see. Like all of those things actually do make prayer hard. Mm. The other thing that makes prayer hard is that uh, we think prayer is something that it's not. A lot of us approach prayer like we think we're like casting a magic spell. Now, we would never say that, but that's kind of our approach. Hey, if I say the right words, I'm going to get God to do what I want. The other thing that I think about with prayer, making prayer hard is that we forget that prayer is not the point. Prayer, one of the things I say is that prayer is a vehicle, it's not a destination. And let me just kind of tell a story to explain this. Um, Last fall, I took my daughter for just like a a father-daughter trip to Seattle. Um, We'd had a baby boy a couple months before, and I wanted to spend some time just with her one-on-one, letting her know how important she was, it was her birthday, and stuff like that. Well, to get to Seattle, uh, we flew southwest I rented a car from Enterprise, and then we stayed at an Airbnb. 
if you said, hey, Jeremy, what did you do with your daughter? I wouldn't say, well, we did Southwest, we did Enterprise, mm. and we did Airbnb. Mm. Those were vehicles that got us to our destination, Seattle. And what we did was spend time with each other. What so many people look at with prayer is that they realize, okay, prayer is just a vehicle to get us to where we're trying to go. And where we're trying to go is a relationship with God, a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Okay, well, let me ask you this then. Um, I love, uh, you're getting us right out of that trap of looking at prayer like, I got to bend God around my will or cast a magic spell. If I were to look at prayer purely as a, a way of growing my relationship with God, how would that change the way? Like, what does that look like in practice? How, does, how do I pray if I think of it like that? Okay, so if you're looking at prayer as a relationship, then here's what you're doing. And here's why, here's why like, prayer can be so hard for so many of us. So many of us try to come to prayer trying to figure out, what am I supposed to say? Like, I'm trying to get this right. But you would never do that in a normal conversation. You would just talk to the person. Think about it this way. Like Jesus often said, um, come to me like a child. Uh, Have the faith of a child. Children do not practice what they're going to say to you. They just come up and say it. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that I think we forget is that the same grace that God gave us as sinners when we first came to him is continuously available as followers of him. So the same grace and mm-hmm. kindness and forgiveness that we need when we like that doesn't stop just simply because we're like now Jesus followers and we have to get it all right. Like God is still giving us all of that same grace when we talk to him. And so what he's looking for is that relationship. And one of the reasons I think prayer can be so hard and we have such a hard time trying to figure out what to say is we're we're not coming to God as we are. We're coming to God as we think we should be. And therefore, it doesn't feel like prayer is doing anything because almost like if you come with your fake self, there's nothing for God to transform because he can't transform what's fake. Just like if you come wearing a mask, your expression's not going to change. It's a fake mask. It's not who you really are. God is looking to transform you. He's getting to looking forward to knowing you, not who you're pretending to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I want to talk about another major roadblock when it comes to people developing an active prayer life. This is straight out of my own insecurities. And now as a pastor, I've counseled people who have run into the same thing. But there's a fear. And there's a fear that I'm going to pray and I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to ask God for what I need or really ask him to show up in my life in a certain way. But I'm afraid it's not going to work. Yeah. And I'm afraid of all the disappointment that waits on the other side of that. Somebody comes to you and they say, that's my deal. I'm, I'm, I want this. I'm just afraid to bet on it. You know, yeah. what, what would you tell them to get through that? Man, because the, here's, the, here's the truth. Uh, if you're approaching prayer in the sense of I'm wanting God to do X, Y, or Z, and if he doesn't do X, Y, or Z, then I'm going to be disappointed there's a really good chance you will be disappointed because like once I said, prayer is not about getting God to do what you want. It's not a magic slot machine. I know if like for me, this is actually, this is kind of similar. This was one of the hardest things I had to learn in, and I still have to learn it over and over each month, each week when I'm praying. It's that I cannot expect God to be my special magic genie. 
Um, I cannot expect that I like he's just going to do what I want. And so honestly, I think something that really helps is when I look at Jesus. Um, Jesus probably had the most impactful life of anyone who's ever lived. I don't think that's really up for debate or anybody would question that. But Jesus, when he went to pray, did not just treat God like the answer man or the solution person. In fact, what's what's crazy, I didn't realize this until I heard a pastor talk about it the other day, is that of all the all the things that we see that the, of all the interactions we have with the disciples talking to Jesus, they only ever asked him to teach them one thing. The only thing the disciples ever asked Jesus to actually teach them was, hey, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. Like they never asked him, hey, teach us how to preach. They never asked him, teach us how to do miracles. The only thing they asked Jesus to teach them was how to pray. And what does he start with? He starts with our Father. Mm-hmm. The point of prayer that we've got to hold on to is that if we come only for answers, we're going to walk away disappointed a lot. But if we come for the relationship, a lot of answers are going to flow through that. And let me make it a little bit more practical and like a less um, theory. Okay, if, you, if you're married, this will make sense. If the only time you talk to your spouse is when you want an answer for them, hey, will you do this? Can I have this? Will you pick that up? Will I do that? You're not going to have a great marriage. And in fact, you're probably going to have even more problems than mm. you would have at first. But if you spend a lot of time communicating with your spouse, you're going to get those answers that flow out of it. Um, and it's going to be a much healthier relationship. So if it feels like prayer's not working, my, my, my first bit of guidance to whoever I was talking to would be, okay, like, are you looking for answers more than you're looking for a relationship? Start with looking for a relationship and then see what answers develop out of that. Okay. So that being the case, I, I'm tracking, I want to develop my relationship. Um, how, if I was just brand new in this prayer journey I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and I'm going to start. How, how would I start doing that? Man, start with whoever you are, wherever you're at. Mm. Start desperate. Start with just saying, God, here are the things in my life that honestly I, I don't know what to do with. Here are the things in my life that I feel overwhelmed by. Here are the things that um, are bigger than me. Here are the things like a little child coming to their parent just lets it all spill out. Mm -hmm. And God says, do the same thing with me. Come to me as you are. And here's the promise. Here's the promise. And I stole this from a guy named Paul Miller. He says, prayer will not give you a less busy life, but it will give you a less busy heart. Mm. The, The promise of prayer is that we will find peace in conversation with God. And then the other thing I would tell someone is that, hey, if you're going to start with prayer, Prayer is a two-way street. As much as time you spend speaking, spend that much time listening. Mm-hmm. Listening through scripture, just listening to say, God, what do you want to have to say to me? Listening intently, like if you like to, like we've talked before, listening to sermons or podcasts or books. Like prayer feels awkward when it's just a monologue because it's not supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be a dialogue. Here's what I'm saying to God. Here's me listening for his response. So I would tell people, like, don't worry about so much about formula just find it, like you mentioned in last week's podcast, find a time, find a place, spend that time, and just be as real as you can. That's good, man. I like that. Um, dang, that's really good. So any anything else we missed along the way, you've got somebody listening who's like, I want a prayer life. 
I want a good prayer life. Final thoughts. What's what's last toothpaste? Sure. Two. Um, here's what I would recommend. If you're listening to this, you're probably going to momentum right now. Um, so here's what I'll tell for everybody who does go. Or to you're my mother. <laughs> so if you do go to momentum, stop by our spiritual resources. Uh, at, the, at our info center, and there's we've got a couple books that specifically talk about prayer. We've got three of them. One is for someone who's like brand new to prayer. One is for someone who's a little bit experienced, and so we've got one that's for like the deep end of the pool. Yeah. Check those out. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not anywhere close to momentum." For all of our listeners in you know like Australia and oh, yeah. Europe and Africa, Atlanta, absolutely. Uh, check out a book called "A Praying Life: Connecting to God in a Distracting World." It's one of the best books I've ever read on prayer because it's accessible to anybody. It's it's real. The guy who writes it has a lot of stuff going on in his life, a lot of problems that aren't just going to go away. Um, it's, uh, once again, it's called A Praying Life by Paul Miller. Check that out. Um, and those resources would be great. And I'd say the final thing is if you have not yet done so, sign up for our Walking with the Spirit training. We yes. talk about how important prayer is and all of that, and we'll give you some great tools. Where but could people sign up for that Walking with the Holy Spirit training? You can definitely sign up for it on the Momentum app. Um, at this point, if you want to just email, because if uh, we're just a few days away from our last training. Or just crash. You yeah. can just show up. At Info at Momentum what San Diego. Or, yeah, if, you, if you're there Sunday and you're like, hey, I want to come. We'll have space for you. Yep. All right. Uh, We are going to be finishing up our Spiritual Formation podcast uh, and switching gears very soon um, to podcasts about the power of getting involved in in the work of God. And by that, I mean serving. Uh, One of the most life-changing things I've done uh, is moving from the bleachers uh, to the field in my faith. And we're going to be unpacking that as we go forward in the podcast. Looking forward to having you guys on the journey. Love y'all. Peace.